What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, people up in Lubbock, people up in Tyler, people up in the Mile High City, <clears throat> excuse me, Denver, Colorado, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo. You're tuning here to the Monday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing and spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis, Get a Dose, and we are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. 877-37-GRIND, if you know what you want to talk about, like always, it is open phone lines. Feel free to give us a call. The only thing we ask is you call during the breaks and be patient during the long segments and breaks, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, if you need to reach out to me or follow me via Twitter, you can do that at SportsGrind. And if you uh, want to stream the show live and leave comments, I'll read those on air in real time. If not, I'll respond to them later. Uh, you can go to the business Facebook page of Sports Grind Entertainment, or you can go to my personal page. And like I said, you can leave those comments, and I'll respond to those in real time or later. And if you ever miss any of the episodes live, you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com, where you can download the podcast daily, seven days a week, 365. And if you're in a market that is not carrying as terrestrial-wise, or you're traveling or you're having technical difficulties listening to us through your other means, keep in mind you can go to sportsgrindonline.com as well too where you can click the play button, listen live, and we'll be there for you. 877-37-GRIND. What's up, Mr. Clark? You ready? I have never seen you more ready or awake for the first segment of a show. Never. Well, it is I've been with you. I've been working with you for two and not on Mondays. Not after 14-day holidays. Not after Broncos' big win. Well, didn't could do that. I didn't realize again. it was Halloween today, man. Oh, Halloween. Yeah. For the radio audience, those listening and not watching on Facebook or Twitter, Calvin has an elephant cap on. Big Al. He's all decked out, roll tide. Well, first of all, I'm not going to make it through the show like this the whole way because I can't even take my serious, self-serious takes with this. But it's for the people who followed the show. Oh, but no SEC topic. bias. Cal, Cal, no, uh, what Chris done. called in Calvin K. Yeah. SEC. Oh, that's right. We did have a wager. I forgot about that. Sure, I did. Listen. Oh, I No, no. I, 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 my yeah, yeah, I'm going to. Well, we're one and one. We're, we're five. We're one. We were one apiece. You got me on the Jimmy G. Got you on this one. And I'm going to use it as a lesson, too, to some of our audience. This, y'all know. this one's an embarrassment, though. Oh, no, it's not an embarrassment. You said you said no, from end to end that Florida State deserved to be it's in this like, playoff. We'll when, they, when they got dropped hey, out because, we'll of the, because of the quarterback situation, we, you we said gonna, that shouldn't have happened. We're going we're, we're gonna to get there. We're going to start with there, but let me just get through the docket before we get with going because I could condensed it because I knew this was going to take at least a couple segments to get everything out and put everybody. Everybody's losing their mind over this where basically it's people. I think we got a lot of new newcomers to the system and I'll tell you who's the blame and everything to go around. Uh, but yes, definitely we're going to start there with the decision. The college playoffs are set. Bowls are slowly being released. We'll talk, start there. We've got a message from Jeff Trailer uh, to the 210. Uh, shout out to J.J. Perez with uh, Roadrunner Sports. Um, came across his uh, you know, Q&A with uh, Jeff Trailer, so I wanted to touch on that. Also, again, we've got NFL as well, too. We're going to put a bow on week 13 
uh, tonight. Uh, we've got the Cincinnati Bengals in Jacksonville. We understand Cincinnati's situation coming in. Uh, interesting thing about tonight, Jacksonville wins tonight. They take sole possession of the number one seed. Uh, so we'll get to that. Also, we've got other action. Definitely we'll get to Denver Broncos and Texans. Uh, Texans stopped the Denver Broncos winning streak. Uh, definitely have my thoughts on that. Uh, Sean Payton. Took ownership, but I'm going to get into it. Uh, game plan was horrible, and I'm going to be more specific in that instead of just saying that and just running by the pile. Also, um, Jordan Love, we got to talk about that. Um, and I'm just going to put a disclaimer. We'll, we'll get into that game as well, too. Um, I don't have a lot of them, but I have a handful of quote-unquote Chiefs kingdoms um, on my timeline. And um, I got probably um, two or three messages, I think two, because I don't even count Casey Rob, because Rob sends me DMs all the time about certain things, but two other. And the deal is, is that what I'm not going to do, I mean, you can go looking at other places because I've taken the high road and I've never participated in things like that. But what I'm not going to do with Chiefs Kingdom um, is listen to officiating, griping of officiating coming from Chiefs fans and Chiefs can, uh, kingdom. It was a horrendous non-call. I get it. But what I'm not going to do, and I don't think any other fan base wants to hear from Chiefs fans about officiating because out of the respect that I have for Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, I see I'm not on social media a lot, but for the last couple of years, I see the memes from other fans, the, the 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 rest with the Chiefs jerseys on and all that kind of stuff. But I've never brought into that because I've had respect for Pat and Andy Reid. And I don't buy into that stuff, really. Conspiracy theory. Oh, they want the rest. But with that said. The reputation that Chiefs fans and the Chiefs have had for the last few years about the benefit of the doubt, which is true, that they have gotten from the officials and the referees, I'm not hearing about officiating from the Chiefs. I don't care how bad the call was. Okay. Casey Rob tried to, man, that's worse as the, the Saints and Rams. I'm like, stop it, man. That was the NFC championship game. And they wouldn't even been in that situation if it went for a bogus late hit call on Patrick Mahomes when damn near his whole big old size 12 or whatever he went was still in bounds. We don't talk about that. Jordan loves balling, by the way. So we've got a lot of NFL action to talk to. The San Francisco Giants get Shawshank redemption. Okay. Um, look, man. They played the top two teams in the NFC. And they have not just beat them. They have beat them down and steamrolled them when healthy. Okay. Um, I'm definitely going to talk about that. NBA, we've got the NBA uh, quarterfinals. I guess we this is the knockout stage of the in-season tournament gets going tonight. There's only two games on the docket. They're both quarterfinal games. Um, still have not grasped this whole situation just because I've not been that passionate into this in-season tournament. But what I will say, though, is that these two games tonight – because we've got what? We've got Boston and the Pacers, right? And I think we've got, uh, I don't know what the other one was, but I thought it was Boston Pacers. You have Boston and Pacers yeah. tonight and in an elimination game and Pelicans and Kings. What I'm expecting for both of these games to really get a, I've got to feel playoff 
intensity and atmosphere. Well, that's going to the the Celtics. It's going to be in Indiana. Well, no, I, I got you, but I've so got to feel that's definitely on them. They they haven't had this kind of basketball right. in a minute, so I feel like they'll show up. Well, it's not just really about the fans. Yes, the enthusiasm. I'm talking about the the energy level from the players that are participating in this. I want to see that. Does it feel like May and June across my TV set? If we're going to take time to paint the courts and do different jerseys, if it's going to feel like that. Okay, but no doubt. I mean, the Indiana, I mean, that's a basketball town. You know, that is a basketball town. Speaking of the state of Indiana, the don't look now, but the Colts are on a four-game winning streak, even though if you combine all their wins against their opponents, they probably equal two. But with that said, you play who's in front of you. I definitely want to talk about them because they find themselves still in the final spot of the playoff race. Uh, so we'll see what's NBA. Also came across my radar. I was watching this game in real time. Um, you know, I've kind of championed uh, Adoka as a coach. Um, not what he did to the queen, uh, Nia Long, you know, uh, but his coaching ability. Um, the one thing I will tell you, he crossed the line this weekend uh, in regards to his interactions with LeBron James when the Houston Rockets were playing the L.A. Lakers. I believe that game was Friday or Saturday night. Um but he crossed the line, and the audio has kind of leaked the transcript, so I definitely want to talk about that. Um, Spurs are off, but they're still continuing to losing. Where are we at, Jonas, now? We're at 13 or 14? Because we haven't, they haven't played since uh, Thursday night, right? Yeah, they're on that break. Yeah. I think we got the game coming up here soon, but um, yeah. it's 14 in a row. 14. 14 in a row. So, definitely uh, put that out there. No time Which to really is, talk uh, about Which is second worst in the NBA behind the Pistons at 17 in a row. Yeah, Pistons didn't win the whole month of November. The only right. thing that saved the Spurs is their last win came November 2nd, I think, if I'm not mistaken. So, they were able to escape out of that winless uh, in the month of September. Uh, Tiger Woods has completed his first four competitive rounds of golf at the Heroes Challenge. He was able to complete it. I don't even know. Can't remember where I saw he finished. It was some bright spots here and there, uh, you know, of his game. But he said he was rusty. I'm pretty sure he's going to be sore, but he did complete uh, the four rounds. I don't know exactly when his next tournament will be. Uh, you know, we'll, before you know it, um, the Masters will be here. Uh, in April, that's the last competitive, other than what he just showed up for his own tournament. Masters was the last competitive round that we saw before he went into surgery. So first four rounds are under the books for Tiger Woods. Uh, so with all that said, and side note, too, if anybody's keeping track, you know, I know I got some messages, too, as well. Uh, the foundation picks, if you're not following me on Twitter, uh, we're getting ready to the bowl season, but I don't the perfect card on the eight and no. Did you catch that, Jonas? I know you were out in the woods. You you did some camping this weekend, so you were out of pocket. Yeah, I'm yeah. I've been catching up throughout yeah. the morning, watching okay. a couple of game condensed condensed games, trying to get a little little bit yeah. going. Blazing hot, eight and no. Probably the first time I can remember um, sweeping a card in a long time. I mean, look, man. You can find, I got a couple messages, one of the texts, but hey, man, how are you so good at this guy? I said, well, I'm not as good as you think, but I'm pretty, you know, it's been years of studying cap. But I'll tell you this, those commercials, you know, fan do DraftKings, all these studio cappers, I, I'm, you know, they used to call them studio gangsters in the rap game. I call them studio cappers. You find power press across the land. Uh, to find eight card with an a and no, eight and no trip, especially this late in the game, but not putting myself in the back or nothing. But just if you're not following me, you want to do it at Sports Grind on Twitter 
or make sure you're on the uh, Sports Grind Facebook business page. I share the stories. But at whopping eight no as we get into both seasons have always been difficult uh, for me, though, to cap. NFL's been average, but we'll look at what the totals are this Friday before we get in. But just side note with that. With all that said, we're definitely going to start with the water, water cooler topic of the weekend and of the day, uh, and that is the college football playoff scene is set. The 14s have been released yesterday morning uh, as we're coming off a of conference championship games. Um, and I would say 50 to 60 percent of America has lost their mind in regards to waking up and really trying to get educated to figure out about how this system works and selecting teams. Um, I was very adamant about this uh with mr jonas clark and and the thing is like i've said this before when i get paid when it when it comes across when i have listen hey man calm down or well, what are you giving jonas so hard don't be ugly all that kind of stuff usually i don't get patient and get loud until i know that really what i know is what i know and i'm right that that's one of the, the this was one of these because i just knew that what are we talking about now as we got approached after Jonas and I had this conversation, when I came here Friday, as we approached this, that's why I wanted to clarify our deal with him on Friday because I started hearing the rumblings more of the possibilities of a non-SEC playoff tournament, you know, even if Alabama – so I said, like, wait a minute, man. It's not just Jonas. Where are you? I mean, these people are really thinking like this. Look, all the things that Jonas just stated a few minutes ago in regards to about – my takes for Florida State over the year are 100% factual, okay? The reality of it is, though, is that without their starting quarterback, which I believe would have got invited to New York, he wouldn't have won the Heisman, but I think he would have got invited, all right? Well, now he uh, should win it if, he, yeah. if, his, if he's the difference between his team being in the playoff or not. Well, he this should is, be the high. He should be every quarterback award, well, even the running back awards, and everything. He, he's the, that important. Well, well let, let's be re, let's just keep the reality of this. Um, let me stay on schedule. Um, if they had a complete team in their starting quarterback, um, in my opinion, for me, um, this would be totally different for me, and I think the difference would come about. But I put this out in real time with the two-minute mark in the Louisville and Florida State game. After I saw the results of the SEC championship, me already knowing pretty much what I was sitting in store for for the Big Ten championship, and what I saw on Friday, what Washington do, which I've told everybody I never bought all the way into Oregon. I mean, I don't know if I could see Washington beating them twice, but I never considered Oregon uh, once they got to a neutral field to beat any of the participants that they were. They're definitely more uh, physical under the coach Dan Lennon. They're more physical. OK, but it's still it's a still a different breed. It's a process. So Washington and I do believe Washington's being undervalued. I really do. Their defense is a lot better than what people give them credit. And they have a guy that's going to finish no worse than second in the Heisman Trophy, if not win it. And Penix Jr. Um, I put out on Facebook and Twitter at the two minute mark. All right. The two minute mark of that ACC championship game. And I sat there and I just said, due to the circumstances and due to the results of the SEC championship, I said, and due to the fact and the circumstance of the FSU quarterback situation, these are really what my final four would be and what they should be. And little behold, 
less than 12, 14 hours later, you would have swore that I was a fly on the wall in the committee room. No, I've just paid attention to this committee, how they have interchanged pieces. Speaking of coaches, heads of committee, I mean, think about it. Condoleezza Rice, part of the great Pinner Group ownership, she was on the first member, first board. You know, Oliver Luck, Andrew Luck. I, I've been, and let me just pull back the curtain because on this program for our new affiliates, I know some of our old listeners here has been with us now in the, in the 210. Um, I had a co-host by the name of Salami that used to do this show, and he was a college football nut, okay? And he would like to go ahead, and even before we got in the business, he would basically do draft boards, he would do this. And when we adopted this college football playoff committee, um, he came very obsessed and obsessed and passionate about trying to get in the committee's head. So we would have this competition thing as we would release these rankings or whatever. And this also go look, go pull the podcast, go look. This is the reason why I gave my rankings out the whole time. That might have been a little bit different around that six mark or whatever than the committee was given to you because I kind of knew what was going to be in place as soon as that young man went down a few weeks back but when we get back let me tell you what's really bothering me a little bit about this fake outrage from some of the media members and some fans about this committee instead of just waking up the reality of where we've at and what the decision and why the committee had to do that when we get back we'll get into it you listen to the sports grind today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's get a dose we are broadcasting here for the maestro de bell tequila studios jonas clark calvin casey we'll be back much hotter shake things up with zing zang blazing bloody mary mix made with premium ingredients and crafted for a bold and savory taste whether with your favorite vodka or with the pre-mix ready to drink cans zing zang america's favorite bloody mary and an official sponsor of the sports crime please zing zang responsibly for more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to choosetiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the sports grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing, spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. And we are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. If you're looking to check out what the latest new products are in, uh, or you already know what they got, but you just want it delivered to your doorstep, don't forget about Specs uh, online.com because the fun starts here. That's Specs, official sponsor of the Sports Grind and an official partner of the Dallas Cowboys. 87737 grind. All right. So let's dive right into it and let me continue what I was saying. 
So the first off, let me continue in regards to this, because I remember becoming competitive with Salami in regards to like, okay, what is our rankings going to be prepared then with this? And this is one of the reasons why we adopted a rule on this particular program that we weren't going to refer to the AP rankings because that's not what the committee, the first original committee, told us where we were heading and what they were grading stuff on. Okay, that was adopted on this show for like three years, three or four years, even after he left. But I basically went ahead and X'd it because as I know that members changed and coaches changed and their chairman of who they would trot out, which I'm going to get to that. Uh, it was changing and it was constantly changing and there was more criteria added. It was a little bit different. And there was one reveal that really said, you know, you know, it didn't make sense of what you're doing. So from that point on, I'm not wasn't surprised on regardless what they kept coming in and telling you every Tuesday. And I'm going to put the blame of this. We're going to put this to start of having this. Everybody so outraged and divided or really thinking that they're a hose and this is what's going is because where they made a mistake, first of all is when they did this playoff, having five power conferences but only four spots, okay? They probably could have went ahead and did some type of expansion at that time, realignment to make it an even number, add two other conferences to get to six, and then have six teams playoffs and go from there. Uh, But they didn't, and the main reason, and one of the faults I'm lying at to have this narrative of whichever side you sit on, is I'm I'm blaming Mickey Mouse and the four-letter network because of this made-for-TV every Tuesday from late October to the end of December, this I mean, to the end of November, this whole committee, I'm, we're going to come on and talk to Reese on Tuesdays uh, on the Four Letter Network ESPN and try to explain and ask questions every week about, well, why did that team move this? Because they ran into the season like un- no other where you had more Power 5 teams with one loss and undefeated than you had before. So that right there, I'm going to put part of the blame of the reason why so much, you know, pretty much there's a narrative like, oh, this is so horrible because a lot of people haven't really paid attention to everything the committee has said what goes into that. People just think, oh, head to head, that's the time. That's the bending. No, that's one thing to contribute. Every all this this no they put in a bottle of pot or whatever now you can sit there and say they've done this because they've given more criteria so they can pretty much do every narrative they want to do when it comes to selection Sunday whatever you want a narrative that's it the bottom line is the reason why I knew and let me just say this regardless if I was an SEC a guy I would still say this there's going to be no unless until we have a day that we have two power conferences or it's named something different there's going to be no day I don't care. What other conference in the country? I don't care whether one loss, zero loss. I don't care. And I don't care what the win loss is in the SEC. The SEC champion will always have a seat at the table regardless. It's just the way it's going to be. Whether whether we're only going to expand to eight and not 12, and we're going to do six and not eight or 12, that's just what it is. That's why I was confident enough and knew there was no way in hell that the winner of that game was not going. Because the conference has dominated, they're they're responsible for like 70-80% of the championships, even going back to the BCS era. Now, you can complain and you can say whatever you want to about this Final Four, this committee way it's set up. It's, in my opinion, it's 100 times better than what we had in the BCS. Now, let's get how we got here and the reason why. Okay, first of all, if you've been listening to the show, I haven't been high on this Alabama team all year long. Okay, 
period. I haven't been high on the quarterback all year long. But as time go went on, he got better. And also, this is the same thing that I hold other coaches and standards to. If they call you the GOAT and you're supposed to be up there, no matter what you're delivered, there should be progress showed in the team. And that's the reason why he's the GOAT. I think it's one of his best coaching jobs, even if they don't go on to win the national championship that he's ever done. And he's, and he, you know, he even coached different. You know, I heard Trev Albert say this was right on. He said, you know, the deal is, is that what he's done, I've got to tip my hat, is that normally when, you know, when they went on and lost in, you know, week two to Texas, and then you remember that game after Texas, it was a game, I forgot who it was against. It was a non-power five, but the game, it was like a Florida team. Somebody, It was close. It came down to the fourth quarter. I mean, they looked bad early on. So normally Nick could sit there and be screaming, turning red, down him in the public saying, hey, we're this, we're too something. No, he nurtured him. He sat there and talked them up and talked them up to build confidence in them. And that's what you see now. It's not the same team that played Texas. It's just not. But the reality of it is, is that I knew the winner of that game was not going to be left out no matter what. It never will be. It's the SEC. It, it could be it, it, like I've said this before. It's not a Walmart parking lot between the SEC and the Big Ten or the Pac-12, as we know it, it's no longer Pac-12. It has a gap, it used to be, but the gap has closed it. And why is it closing? Because these kids that are 18, 19 years old know that when you walk in their living room and you recruit them, the way the NFL is now, and I've said this 100 times on this program, you can go anywhere and play. D2, D1, UTSA, a common word, it doesn't matter. If you can play, they can find you. So in the 80s and the 90s, when I was younger, a kid growing up, it used to be like, hey, if you got to get seen on TV, you got to go to Notre Dame. You got to go to Nebraska. You got to go to Miami. You got to go to Michigan if you want to make it on Sundays. So therefore, my translation, even before NIL money, it became more competitive and hard in recruiting. But when, when, no matter how you slice it, from draft picks to quality of players, the SEC is the best conference in the country. And there was no way in hell, even our guy, I shared his tweet, Brent McMurphy of Action Networks, even before the committee came out, he had it similar to what I was going to have in, in being with Alabama in before the, if after that scenario played out on Sunday. Because if you want to side with Florida State getting screwed, if you want to say, hey, because it's the first for everything. They're the first power pod to go undefeated to be left at the table. But this was a very un unique situation. So if you fall into your opinion is Florida State got screwed and they went undefeated and they handled what they were supposed to do on the field. At the end of the day, it was a tough decision, but it's the right decision because you cannot argue that other than leaving Georgia out, which they dropped Georgia five spots just by losing a game by three points. After winning 29 games in a row and losing for the first time in two years, they dropped them all the way to six. So go, go, go head scratch on that. But the bottom line is, with the exception of Georgia, you can't argue. And I've always said this, and I remember going head to head with somebody like the naked eye test reigns supreme. Regardless what they tell you about strength of schedule, this and that, the naked eye test, and by the naked eye test, you cannot argue that those four teams, for the exceptions of Georgia, are the best teams with all the DNA that we've seen and all the action we've seen up until then. And keep in mind, I would have expected this outrage if Florida State went out there and did Louisville like 45 to 10. 4010. It was a 16 to 10 football game, which was probably the, and I've always told you, I ain't going to change now. I like a defensive game. 
There's nothing wrong with me. But when the America that we live in, that was probably the least entertaining game out of all the bowl championship games this weekend. So they were going to put a backup quarterback because, you know, I've heard some athletes that play. I mean, they're trotting E.J. Manuel all over ESPN and fourth take. I mean, I understand he's Florida State, you know, Seminoles on. But the reality of it is, is that I've heard guys that have played that are media members now. Oh, well, why would they do that? And if it's just about TV and those are the same people, if if they stuck Florida State with a backup quarterback and they get drummed up by Alabama or Michigan or Washington, you know, those same people be coming in like, man, I can't believe we watched that. That game was horrible. And that was taken in consideration. But I just knew there's no way in hell under any circuit. And that's why Friday I said, look, you leave the SEC out, you can put an asterisk on it. Beat them on the field. You, you just can't. There's no, and I, that's why I said the kids that play for Michigan, for uh, Washington, or whoever, they wouldn't want to win a national championship not knowing that they didn't have to go through the SEC to do it. Or at least the SEC was invited to the tournament. I've been telling y'all it's the Alabama Invitational. No pun intended. It, it, look, it sucks if you are the 18, 19-year-old kid at Florida State. It's a life lesson. I mean, it's just the reality of it is the brand. Yes, all of that comes into play. The money, the travel. I mean, go look at the Florida State and Louisville game. Did anybody take a glance at the stands? It wasn't that many. That wasn't packed. You, I mean, that like you. that's why I always say, you know, I get in these arguments with, uh, you know, Sometimes debates with AC about like, you know, let's say Jay-Z. And I'm not even a big Jay-Z fan. I mean, I got respect for him, but I'm not the big Jay-Z fan. Don't disrespect him on his birthday. Oh, that is right. Today is his birthday. But when she's like, oh, Nas, Nas is more lyric. It's not even close. You know, I just think he's overrated. And I said, well, look, you can't just talk. When you talk the whole package and you just talk about lyrics, you can't just because she always says, well, I ain't talking about the business side of him. That's part of it. What are you talking about? You just can't care. Well, I'm not going to crap what he's done for business and for the hip hop. Travel brand and attendance is part of it. Michigan versus Alabama. Texas versus what? And if they win, you get the like that is part of it. Whether and, and to me, the brunt, the breadcrumbs have been here to let people know that are either old school college football people who lost, lost faith in college that it has been changing. But whatever deal you live, in, it was a tough decision. But they got it right because those are technically the best teams available and on the field as well. Now, with that said, they're going to 12 next year. And let me just be the first to say this again before, you know, because no one else is going to tell you this. I just think those 12 as we go, this doesn't escape us from this controversy. What it's going to do is that until they do a real alignment or the power conferences out of 12 seats i would say 11 of those minimum of 10 are still going to the bigger conference and the biggest schools the 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 boises of the world the smaller schools mountain west they're still going to be fighting for one spot the only difference now is they actually get to go on the field whoever's lucky but don't think just because it's 12 spots oh man we're gonna do six to the power fives or power fours or where the hell we at then we're gonna do six to the not then we're gonna save three for the mountain no it's not it's expanding for the other people that are ahead of the line because of the money because of the brand and the competition so don't think just because we're expanding to 12 this solves all the problem it's gonna make it a little bit easier but there's still gonna be this isn't fair what about this? Because of the way I look at it, we're talking about Florida. If we want to talk about it, I understand power. What about Liberty? 
And I ain't spent too much time even talking Liberty on this show or even playing, you know, actually watching them play. But the last time I checked, they're undefeated. And I think Liberty played a power five. I can't remember. They played a power five team this year and hung with them. But nobody's talking about them and showing their reaction. Look, and again, for the people that are just coming to the party now because it's Waller Cooler talk and it's like, oh, my God, somebody got screwed. And we're in this generation, like I've always said, that everybody, we've got to have a first place, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh trophy. And the reality of it is, is that Mike Norville, the head coach of Florida State, he is ahead of schedule with Florida State. Now, I know he was pissed off. I respect. I think, you know, I understand why he had to do that and release that type of statement. Because if you don't, your booster's going to be on your ass. Because it's going to be like, you ain't fighting for us. Why don't you say it? So if you wanted to know, do you really think Nick wanted, is Nick really the coach that wants to go politic before the game even starts? Kirby started right after the game. Why? Because if they don't, in the time that we live in, boosters are going to sit there and be like, what are you doing? Why aren't you fighting for us? Why are we paying you $12, $11, 8000000 million a year if you ain't going to fight for us? So that's just where we're at. But the reality of it is Florida State is ahead of schedule. And a lot of people don't really realize how down Florida State has been over the years unless you are a Seminole fan or you really follow or cover college football. So for them to even be in the discussion, I know it's not a consolation prize for them, but even to be in the discussion, they're ahead of schedule. Now, and I will tell you this on the other scenario, because I will tell you Washington is being undervalued. And if Texas staying, first of all, congratulations to Texas for making it. But I will tell y'all it's about time for the program that y'all have. We want to talk about brands and money for all the resources that the University of Texas made. They finally got in on the last. It's like Wildcats, you know, oh, rest his soul, Nipsey, Nipsey Russell. OK, some of you youngsters don't know about Nipsey. Oh, no, the original Nipsey Russell and Wildcats. Thank you for buying the last of the peanut brittle. You know, they had that, you know, thing. You probably don't know about Wildcats. John, I think I already asked you. you never seen it. I'll, I'll give you a pass on that because that's before your time. But it was like, thank you for coming in in the last spot or, the, you know, the last playoff committee. Thank you, Texas, for finally showing up. This is this is embarrassing that this is their only first one. But they're here. And you've got to give some credit to Sarkeesian. I still don't believe he deserved the job when he got it with his resume. But he's he's kind of have slowly but surely changed the culture. Okay. But make no mistake about it, you know, because Texas fans keep telling you, we beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa, we beat Alabama. Well, also, you lost to Oklahoma, and you struggled with Kansas State and Kansas for the third part, and what? And the way I look at it, that ain't no automatic victory for Texas over Washington. Out on a neutral field, and that kind of quarterback, and their offense and a defense that's little being kind of soul. Now, I will tell you what would have been interesting, because I believe that if Georgia – would have won that game and Texas would have been Texas and dominated uh, Oklahoma State, which to me, like when you go to a conference and you got four or five teams within first place going into like three weeks left of the season, what is the Big 12 really about? But I'll digress. But when you get Texas to dominate Oklahoma State like they did, if Georgia would have won and not Alabama, I think the million-dollar question and what we saw in a 16-10 ball game over Louisville, would Texas have been left out for Louisville? And part of me wants to say maybe not. But there was a possibility more than Alabama. 
And I think the only reason why, and let me just tell you, let's say that scenario played out. You know what the committee, you know what they would have told you? Well, Texas beat Alabama. And that was the deciding factor. Plus, you know, Florida State isn't the same team than they were, which they're not. I mean, they. Just, uh, I, Jonas is 100% right. I've been on Florida State. I think they've got a champ, a national championship style of defense. But everybody that knows football, whether you talk NFL or college, what happens if you have to rely heavily on your defense and you're getting a, 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 a offense that can't even pick for a down? They had like 40 yards of passing Saturday night, Florida State. You, you, what happens? Your defense is going to wear down. Okay, in this day and time, college and NFL with rules and way the game is played now, it, you're going to you're going to wear down. So the reality of it is they they struggled against Florida. They didn't look good even in their last game, but they won and they didn't look good Saturday night in that situation. You saw Mike Norville still trying to score a touchdown under a minute with Louisville really not having no timeouts because he was still trying to add points because he knew what he was up against. And what's crazy to me that no one is really going to, you know, no one really got upset about the Michigan situation. I thought I would have heard more about that, about, well, they were accused. Of, what about the spot they got? They got the right teams, man. It just sucks for Florida State. And, and, and the way I look at it is that, yes, we think of Florida State, and this is why I'm bringing up the Mike Norville piece, because we think of the people my age that are around my age demographic and older, a little bit younger than me, we think of Florida State as Bobby Bowden, Jimbo Fisher, you know, this and the Jameis Winston, you know, EJ Manuel that's campaigning on Bristol today like he's a politician. We're thinking of that brand. Uh, that brand has eroded. And Mike Norville is trying to bring it out. So the whole brand and the ACC is nothing to write home about. Clemson has dominated that conference for years until they have. And, and Dabo Sweeney refuses to play the transfer portal game. He's got to develop players. So it might take a little bit extra. Because the same people that are outraged, the same people would come in here after that. Say, man, that was horrible. Why are we watching through that? Come on, man. Come on. I don't even have a dog in the race, man, and I feel like that. 877-37-GRIND. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here for the Maestro DeBell Tequila Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producer, spitting the one and twos. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this... It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Maestro Dobel Tequila was born from 11 generations of tequila-making legacy. It is sourced from a single estate in the volcanic lowlands of Jalisco, Mexico, using the finest 100% blue agave. Double distilled and aged in European white oak barrels, Maestro Dobel's commitment to innovation isn't only to discover new ways of distilling and aging, it's about elevating and crafting a superior tequila that is the essence of mastery. Maestro Dobel is the official tequila of the PGA Tour and an official sponsor of the sports grind. Please drink responsibly. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. 
From craft beer, rare spirits and world-class wine to chips, dips and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 